0: vegas nation sponsored by station casinos stn sports download the app and get a bonus up to 500 dollars when you sign up you're listening to vegas nation time to get it started with first and 10 with vinnie bonsignor and sam gordon What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. And uh, before we bring in our great co-host, Sam Gordon... I just want to let you know that uh, Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. Uh, Sam Gordon, first of all, welcome uh, to the show. Hope all is well. It's the second day of the legal tampering uh, period. The new legal year opens up tomorrow on Wednesday. We're, we're recording today on Tuesday. Um so a lot going on in the NFL without question, a lot of blockbuster signings already. Uh, the Raiders are kind of, uh, you know, waiting in the wings a little bit uh, from, what, from what I'm told, kind of assessing things. Uh, a lot of talent that's still left out there on the board. They did sign Darius Phillips, a cornerback from the Cincinnati Bengals, kind of more of a depth piece and a special teams player. But um, Sam, as we get into the thick of things, you um, you know your your thoughts on the on the first twenty four hours or so uh, of free agency.
1: A lot of moving parts, right? Just a lot going on. Uh You see the Chargers being super aggressive uh, in terms of filling out their defense. You see AFC West teams making moves. Of course, the Russell Wilson thing um, to Denver. But so far, at least from the Raiders' perspective, Vinny, um, I get why why you're waiting and seeing. What's what's the rush, right? This is this is a whole process. You, you have. This week, you, of course, you have to draft in terms of building out this roster. I don't mind. I, I don't mind when any team does. You know the wait and see approach because then you kind of you get to see how the market shapes out. Kind of what kind of money you're going to be have to spending. Uh, you're going to have to spend um, for certain players. So uh, in terms of the Raiders' approach, I, I get it. I, I'm fine with it. But but early on. Uh, not surprised to see some teams being being aggressive. I think Jacksonville, you know, they want to get as much support as they can for Trevor Lawrence in, in his second year with a new head coach, and that makes sense uh, to, to really see what they have with him. But but Jacksonville and the Chargers are two teams that stand out to me as being super aggressive, and then of course other teams making uh, making making their respective moves as well. But but I don't mind the wait and see thing, Vinny. I, I really don't because this is there's a lot of time left. Things are just getting started, and there's still several impactful players. Um, uh, available. And if you can find value and, and you can, it's about fighting, finding the right fit, then, then so be it. I have no issue with, with the Raiders taking their time.
0: And I understand Raider Nation uh, and Raider fans are kind of freaking out. Um, it just so happens that one of the teams in the NFL that had the most money to spend under the salary cap was a division rival, the, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, and it was no secret that, you know, you have to spend that money. Uh, they, they, they had, I think, 70, over $70 million uh, to be able to play with under the cap. Um, and, and they were going to utilize that you have to utilize it. So, um, you know, obviously they came out aggressively, um, as was predicted, uh, didn't quite know exactly who they were going to target and and what moves they were going to make, but certainly trading for Khalil Mack, uh, signing J.C. Jackson, uh, the New England Patriots, uh, cornerback who had been on the Raiders' radar, uh, improves their their defense. They also signed Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, an interior defensive lineman from the Los Angeles Rams. I thought that was a pretty solid uh, pickup. Yep, yep. You know, so, and Raider fans are watching this and kind of freaking out a little bit. I get it and I understand it, but it just so happens, again, that a team with the most money to spend under the salary cap or one of the teams to spend uh, under the cap just happened to be in their in their uh, division. And they're looking at those moves and saying, why aren't the Raiders doing anything? Well, the Raiders are pretty much acting uh, in accordance with what everyone else in the NFL is doing. They're kind of letting the big spenders, the guys that – the teams that had the money to spend under the cap – do their thing. Uh, And then eventually, today and tomorrow, and as we move on in the rest of this week, the market kind of readjusts to a little bit more of an even playing field. And I think that that's what the Raiders are are waiting on. And and Sam, even as we speak, uh, and I think fans need to, to realize that tomorrow starts the new league year on Wednesday, everybody has to be cap compliant by tomorrow. So you're starting to see Miles Jack from the Jacksonville Jaguars and you know, some other players that are, J.C. Treader, the center from the Cleveland Browns, teams still have to make moves to get compliant with the cap. And so I think even waiting on that market a little bit to see what, Really becomes available before you rush into any kind of decisions uh, behooves you, and and I think that's what the Raiders are doing. By no means do I think they're just folding their chairs and uh, going back home and heading to the beach and saying, "No, oh, we'll wait for the draft." There's going to be moves that are going to be made, and what I would suggest and preach is patience.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Vinny. I think you know, like you mentioned, you you know, in terms of some some more cap casualties. There's oftentimes good players, like really, really, really good players that, that are in that situation that kind of emerge um, as free agents as you don't necessarily expect. Look at Darius Smith with, with Green Bay. I mean, he was awesome. One of the better pass rushers in the league, still in his prime. Somebody like him, you know, you see uh, in the last 48 hours or whatever it was. So there are going to be guys. Uh, I think there are going to be more players of that caliber. Bobby Wagner, certainly a little bit of a surprise seeing what happened with him in Seattle. But again, you have to understand, you know, the, the kind of the constraints of the cap. So uh, it ma- it makes total sense. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of the, I mean, you look at how free agency worked out for the Raiders last year, of course, not every move made, you know, every player made the impact that you thought that it would, but other, you know, other players definitely, definitely had um, a major impact that were you know kind of late additions. Look how late Casey Hayward was brought into the picture. And May how good 4th. he played. Yep. A hundred percent. So there's plenty of time. To build this thing out, and it's just, it's it's interesting seeing, you know, like you said, how these teams move. I, I know you mentioned the Chargers, Vinny. Uh, that's the luxury you have when you have a, a quarterback on a rookie contract, like, like Justin Herbert is right now, and, and that's what you're seeing, you know, Trevor Lawrence on a rookie contract. Of course, goes a whole other situation, but it allows you to be more aggressive, so... I have no doubt that, that there's a there's some kind of plan in place with with the new uh, with the new administration uh, over Darren Henderson. They didn't take this they didn't take this to, to, to sit back and not have a plan. And if patience is part of that, then patience is part of that. I, I completely understand
0: why. And you see several other teams being patient as well. Absolutely. And if you're looking at positions uh, of need, um, Allen Robinson is still out there. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is still out there. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who I know the Raiders are are, are interested in, uh, is still out there. There's a lot of uh, you know uh, good uh, wide receivers that are still uh, out there available if you want to look at um, – Scrolling down to offensive tackle, Teron Almstead is still out there. Not quite sure that the Raiders would be uh, in in on a player like that, but Dwayne Brown, Morgan Moses, Eric Fisher, um, Riley Reef, there's there's players to be had, Nate Soldier, um, there's quality players to be had. you know, at, at the tackle uh, position, you want to talk about uh, guards. Um, Andrew Norwell, Trey Turner uh, is still out there. If you're looking to, you know, bring in some Alex Bars, if you're looking to bring in some, you know, uh, veteran competition or a player that could start over, uh, you know, on, on the left side, uh, Akeem Hicks, the interior defensive lineman, uh, is still available. Kalis Campbell is still available. Linvel Bell Joseph is still available. Uh, I could go on and on. Uh, Indominic Sue uh, is still out there. Uh, there's a lot. Lot of uh, interior defensive line uh, players that are still uh, uh, available. And uh, when you go to cornerback, uh, which is where I think the Raiders need some some immediate help, Stefan Gilmar, who uh, they they're right there on Stefan Gilmore, uh, according to my sources. Uh, so I would expect a decision um, here fairly soon. Darius Williams is still out there from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, so there's there's players that the Raiders are involved in. There's players that are available that can uh, provide help. and I was just kind of scratching the surface right there uh, on on some of those guys. Uh, and so like Sam said, you know uh, Casey Hayward didn't come along until May last year and he was arguably maybe their best free agent addition uh you know uh, last season um you know and and so just to have to be a little bit patient you know you remember last year they signed guys like Quentin Jefferson and Solomon Thomas and Darius Filon uh and re-signed Jonathan Hankins all on one year deals that's what you're start, you're going to start seeing those types of deals out there uh as, as well Um, you know, that the Raiders can, can, can bring in. So again, just, you know, have to be patient. I know it's easy to look at the Denver Broncos and what they did with Russell Wilson. Uh, We didn't get a chance to talk about that last week, that, that trade happened. uh, I want to say after our our last podcast uh, that, that we did. Um, And then obviously the, the, the chargers, there's no doubt that this division, let's, let's stay right there though, uh, Sam, this division is getting better uh, by the day. Um, And, and, my philosophy has always been, and the best general managers that I've ever talked to have always said, you don't overreact to what's going on in and around, you know, around you. You have to build the best version of yourself. That's the task. That's the challenge. And then hope that that's good enough to go, you know, compete with everybody else in the NFL. And I think that's where the Raiders are rather than being reactionary uh, to what might be going on in the AFC West.
1: Yeah, but he, you know, you, you mentioned that um I think when you kind of take a look at how the Raiders have played things the first 48 hours, I think also, you know, kind of implicitly it suggests, you know, you kind of you can kind of glean a little something about how they feel about their current situation that, hey, they don't need to necessarily panic spend on somebody or overpay or, or, or do what would be perceived as overpaying or overpaying their estimation for, for an impact player right now. They, this is, again, this is a playoff team last year. Of course, it's going to be a different team next year. We understand that every iteration is. But a lot of those foundational pieces. That drove that playoff run are still in place, you know, theoretically. Right. So that that I think for, for Raider fans should be a positive is, hey, the Chargers weren't good enough to make the playoffs last season. And, you know, yeah, would they have made it if, it, you know, if, if, if the week 18 game ended differently? Sure. But they also lost games that they could have won. They were in control of their own destiny and sputtered down the stretch. So there is a little bit more sense of urgency Based on what they have with Justin Herbert, and based on you know that his extension coming, that hey, this is their window. So of course it makes sense for being aggressive. Of course it makes sense Denver is being aggressive. They weren't good last year. The Raiders were pretty good last year, so they can afford, I think, to to yeah, if you can get a Stefan Gilmore and make a splash like that with the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year, still one of the best corners in the league, even at this stage, then then sure, it's going to be well worth the wait. But I, I again, I am i on the mindset that even though the other AFC West teams are, are doing them. The Raiders are going to have to do the same thing and move at their speed uh, and build their roster, like you said, Vinny, accordingly, and see how it shakes out. There's no need to panic. There's no need to rush. Yes, this division is getting better, but it was good last year. It's not like it sucked last year. It was really good last year, too. So uh, that's that's kind of the, the nature of the beast. Every every so often, right, it feels like the, the toughest division in the NFL kind of crown or title, you know, it gets passed around every couple of years. Well, listen, this is the AFC West's turn to wear the crown, and, and that's just kind of how the cookies crumbled. Locals know, the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.
0: And we've seen in the past uh, where the most aggressive teams in free agency, it doesn't necessarily or always or even really maybe often You know, uh, translate to uh, you know uh, great success. uh, You know, uh, the the following year uh, for the team. So, um, you know, I can remember when I covered the Rams uh, in 2017, and they you know they brought in um, uh, a new coaching staff, Sean McVay, and a couple of their first signings. One was kind of largely panned by 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 Rams fans. Um, The other and both worked out really good was they they the Raiders signed or excuse me the Rams signed Andrew Whitworth. Uh, I think it was the first signing in free agency in 2017 under Sean McVay. And then Robert Woods, the wide receiver. And, you know, you know here's here's Andrew Whitworth, this older kind of aging uh, veteran tackle. And here's Robert Woods, who never distinguished himself, um, you know, with the Buffalo Bills. But they were key players at key positions and also good people that came into that building and helped change that culture. And, um, you know, a team that hadn't had a winning season in five years before and really longer than that, um, that was pretty... Just a mediocre football team. The very next year, wins a division and makes the playoffs. And you know, they're in, over the next five years, you know they're they're just a great team and a great organization and Super Bowl champion and two time Super Bowl appearances. And it just shows you that you don't have to. It's not the biggest splash moves. It's bringing in the right pieces that are going to fit in and around what you've already uh, what you've already established. Uh, but having said that, um, on a priority uh, uh, checklist. You know w- what stands out to you about what the Raiders really need to do, um, you know, right now, in, in order to to not take a step back from what they created last year.
1: Yeah, Vinny, I'm still of the mindset. I think you know you touched on corner being being you know a need, and and certainly uh, a, a player like Stefan Gilmore gives you an instant upgrade, uh, gives you a veteran, gives you somebody who's been there and done that, and, and has familiarity uh, with with some of the new staff and the new front office. So so that would be that would be huge. But I I still think. Um, a- another veteran on the offensive line. You know, somebody, whether that's uh, somebody that you expect to be a starter, somebody to compete, just more veteran depth on the offensive line. And you go back to kind of those one-year deals or those kind of under-the-radar signings, I think that's what you see is, you know, I don't sound like I have examples, you know, off top right now, but I know you know what I'm talking about, where you have kind of a, you know, a vet all-lineman on a one-year deal, a two-year deal comes in, and maybe he wasn't great in the previous situation, but he gets a new situation, changes scenery, and there's a lot of value there. So I, I have... Based on what we saw across the offensive front last year, I think you'd expect some natural development from the young players, but but more another veteran presence uh, is something I think would give that unit a boost, you know, one way or the other. What what about you? That's where I'm at. I think you know, receiver you can go in the draft, uh, maybe safety. I, I know there's 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 safeties on the roster. You you drafted a young safety last year, but if you want to add maybe a veteran. Well, there, I don't, I don't think that'd be a bad idea. But w- where are you at, Vinny? What do you think?
0: Uh, well, I, you know, I, 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 I'm curious and intrigued by Stephon Gilmore. Um, yeah, I think that the Raiders definitely need. Uh, we don't know what's happening with Casey Hayward. More than, uh, more likely, I think he goes to um, someplace where he's probably a better scheme fit. Uh, Stephon Gilmore makes a lot of sense as a press press man corner. Uh, who really excels uh, in that role, Uh, you know, even coming off an injury last year and missing training camp and missing OTAs. um, You know, he still played eight games for, uh, you know, the the Carolina Panthers graded out amongst the top 14 cornerbacks uh, in the NFL during his uh, time on the field, came up with two interceptions, uh, played well, you know, considering the circumstances, changing teams and coming off an injury. Uh, this guy was two years removed from being the defensive player of the year uh, in the NFL in 2019. He will add um, uh, exactly what the Raiders need, uh, to, yep. be, to be perfectly frank. Uh, and then, you know, you pair him alongside Trayvon Mullen, although I, I wouldn't be um, adverse to uh, going out and get another cornerback, you know, sure. to, either put, to, to push Trayvon Mullen Um you know, as a, as a starter and create some really quality, uh, depth. And now you're looking at Nate Hobbs and Stefan Gilmore and, you know, Trayvon Mullen and whoever else they, uh, they're able to bring in. Uh, so I definitely there, the interior of the defensive line, you know, there's really nobody that they have under contract. That's, you know, uh, returning with any experience. Remember we just mentioned him, Darius Philon, Stefan, or, uh, Darius Philon. Uh, Quinton Jefferson, yep. uh, you know Jonathan Hankins and um, Solomon Thomas were all signed to one-year deals, and the, it worked out for the Raiders. It was quality depth; they they, they provided a a pretty decent level of, of play. I think there's some guys that they can upgrade uh, over, but that just right there on the defensive line because of the situation with the contracts last year creates a big hole um, at that uh, at, at that position group. So I would expect the Raiders to be active there. Uh, but you know when you look at Khalil Mack coming into the um, AFC West. When you look at um, you know Randy Gregory now coming into the yep. AFC West, um, and also added into the, the pass rushers that are that are already uh, here uh, in this division it just really shines a light back on that offensive line. They've got yep. to do something yep. uh, to improve the offensive line. Uh, I'm with you. I think veteran players are the way to go. And a combination of draft picks, I know that they're going to, you know, they have to address that offensive line through the draft as well. Uh, but somebody that, you know, a Morgan Moses that would that would create uh, an immediate lift at right tackle after the Raiders, you know, struggle so mightily uh, at that position, um, you know, uh, is, is, is what I would... Prioritize, uh, and obviously, wide receiver. You know, they lost Zay Jones, moved on uh, to the to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars as we sit here today. The Raiders have of, of experienced wide receivers. The only guys coming back right now are Hunter Renfro uh, and Brian Edwards. Yep. Kind of a shocking, you know, when you think about it, like that along those terms, it's crazy that that's really the only experienced players that they have under contract. So one way or another, through the draft and free agency, uh, they've got to add to that position group as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that y- – you you need depth at, at the receiver spot and, and veteran depth you know uh, yes those guys i mean Hunter Renfro clearly a pro bowl player but Brian Edwards still relatively you know still still could use some additional seasoning right he just finished up his second year we know he missed most of his rookie year so you, you still want to get somebody i you know somebody on maybe closer to their prime um or in their prime kind of a different mold of receiver about the valdez you know Mar- Marquez Valdez scanting valdez scantling makes a ton of sense we know what he brought to the table for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay he can get down the field. And what did the Raiders sorely miss, Vinny, to during the second half of the season? They missed that that deep speed, that deep element that Henry Ruggs brought. I thought Deshaun Jackson gave you elements of that, but not quite the consistency. So, uh, yeah, whether it's in the draft, whether that's him, whether that's another re- veteran receiver that can get down the field or, or or can do something differently than the other guys that you have in the fold, uh, you, you definitely want more more depth um, in terms of receiving options for 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 Derek Carr. So, um, it's it, there's a but you know like we said there's a long way to go there's a lot of a lot of things they can do they can wait till after the draft right to, to address some of these things just because they haven't done anything now doesn't mean they're not going to and, and there's a lot of ways that this can go with it still being so early uh, in the process
0: yeah and I think players um, you know even though it can be stressful uh, for them. Uh, Some guys, you know, play it out uh, along those terms as well. Just wait till after the draft to see what teams really need and where the best option is to go to, uh, to, you know, to get some, uh, uh, you know, playing time and some money and put themselves in a favorable position. Uh, That happens, uh, you know, as as well. So uh, K.J. Wright was an example of that. I know that he probably hated having to do that, but. You know, uh, he was available uh, after training camp for the Raiders to go sign and, and you know, played reasonably well uh, in his time here uh, in, in Las Vegas. So there's that. Way to go, uh, as well, sure, but I would expect. I mean, you know, uh, as we get into uh, later, you know, uh, today, and and once the new league year starts tomorrow, uh, when teams really understand where their cap is, and and uh, I think free agents understand what, what the market uh, looks like by that point, I would expect the Raiders to uh, to, to k- take a, a deep dive uh, into free agency. And I would, I would suspect by the time we reconvene next week, um, we'll have a better idea, a much clearer picture. Uh, of what the Raiders did and some of the holes that they filled uh, and where they need to go from that point, um, especially as we start, you know, heading toward the draft and thinking about the draft. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's been a slow start, no question uh, for the Raiders, but no, no sense in in panicking. They're, they're building their team right now. They're building their roster. You know, you, you, you mentioned um, Valdez Scantling and, you know, I know when I tweeted out uh, the, the interest uh, by the Raiders in him. You know, there was a little bit of oh, who, you know, who's that? and you know, that's a bad wide receiver. He's not a bad wide receiver. Um his his numbers weren't, you know, he didn't he didn't uh, accumulate a lot of catches in his time uh, with the Packers and got to remember that he only played I think 11 or 10 games last year because of some injuries. Um but when he was on the field, he made an impact. You know, whether it was his own production um and and he was definitely a deep threat for for Aaron Rodgers, uh, but also how he helped others get open because of that speed. It was something that the defense had to account for. Um, And, you know, he's, he's still young. Uh, I think he still has some upside. And like you said, he brings and adds an element that the Raiders absolutely need. And that speed and explosiveness uh, and how that, uh, you know, correlates to guys like Darren Waller, guys like Hunter Renfro, even guys yep. like Brian Edwards um, and Josh Jacobs and things like that. So uh, I wouldn't necessarily always be focused on what the numbers were. Um, you know, look at the package, look at the player, look at how he fits, um, how that piece of the puzzle fits. Um, and, and and don't be so uh, quick to write off somebody like that. And we've seen, you know, uh, uh, Sam a couple of years ago when, when the Raiders uh, uh, signed um uh Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, a lot of sure. people were like, you know, why this guy? He's never, you know, uh done anything, you know, of note. Well, he turned out to be a pretty good player for the Raiders. Robert Woods when he went to the when he went to the um uh Rams, you know, he had a lot of quarterback upheaval in Buffalo. It just never quite took off. Um he tur- he's turned out to be a really good wide receiver. So sometimes circumstance also helps, but also where you fit, how you fit, what's around you, uh, how much time you're going to get um you know his his best football could still be ahead of him
1: no question and no question about that um and and we'll see, you know we'll see there's a, there's a lot a long ways to go um i want to go back to Valdez Scantling quick 17 and a half yards per catch vinny that's that's good like yes. that's exactly what the doctor is ordering for this particular offense um whether it's him whether it's somebody else i i i'm confident that it will be a position um a role that will be addressed one way or the other that's because frankly it, it needs to be um, given how kind of bleak things looked offensively at times during the end of the year. But there's there's options, there's flexibility, there's fluidity, um, and that's what makes this whole thing enjoyable is that there are a lot of moving parts and everybody's kind of moving at their own pace. And for us as, as journalists to be able to follow along, follow along with it in real time, I think that's that's what makes this element of, of the league year unique um, and, and a fun thing to be a part of. Real quick before we get out of here, uh, a lot of quarterback stuff is still happening, right? Tom Brady, not retired anymore. Uh, Mitch Trubisky maybe the starter in Pittsburgh. Vinny, what are your thoughts in addition to Russell Wilson on just kind of the movement
0: um, at, at quarterback and what we can still see? Yeah, um, I thought it was a really good move by the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, he's going to definitely help uh, elevate that program uh, over there without question. Um, and you know, what are the Colts going to do at quarterback yep. um, after after trading Carson Wentz? Um, we saw the Pittsburgh Steelers go out and sign Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I think that's a interesting situation for him. Um, you know, I I'm not so sure I can just write that off as a win for the Steelers, but <laughs> he's going to get an opportunity obviously yeah, to yeah, sure. kind of recast himself a little bit. Um, and w- we got to wonder where, where's Jimmy Garoppolo going? Uh, what's the market for him? Um, you know, he's somebody that the, that the 49ers are, are, are anxious to move on from and get some assets for, uh, and then turn things over, uh, um, to, um, What's his name? I'm just drawing a blank. Uh, the who's Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, uh, and and yep. and you know uh, get some get some assets and and turn things over to Trey Lance. Uh, but also, you know, um, since last week, obviously Aaron Rodgers uh, decided to come back. Tom Brady has come back uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now the really the big question is what happens with Deshaun Watson, Watson. on Friday. Part of his legal issues got cleared up. Um, he won't be facing any criminal charges. Uh, for uh, the complaints that have been filed against him and some of the accusations uh, against him uh, out there in in Houston. so and that's moving pretty fast. you know he's got meetings set up with the browns. he's got meetings set up. Uh, I think he's already met with the Saints uh, or will meet with the saints uh the the Carolina Panthers looks like the Atlanta Falcons have jumped into. Uh, the fray. There was a report out there that the 49ers were in the mix. That was pure bunk. Uh, Just write that one off Uh, this time of year. You're going to, you're going to get some nonsense uh, out there, but what do you think happens with Deshaun Watson?
1: That's, that's kind of the million dollar question. I I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we're still caught in a holding pattern here for a little bit, you know, the, the, maybe, maybe the league is still going to rule, you know, as rulings of their independent, you know, investigation or whatever happens simply. I'm not entirely sure, um, but I do you know, there's teams that need quarterbacks. I, I think New Orleans would be a, a, a prime – I mean, if that's a Super Bowl-ready roster to me, right, with how good that defense was last year. I know that they, they're not going to be able to retain things completely the same. Sean Payton is gone. We understand that. But from a roster standpoint, they looked pretty good with Jameis Winston, right, Vinny? They were winning games with Jameis Winston, and he was putting up numbers, and that defense was balling. You get somebody like Deshaun Watson in there, you know, again, if, if everything continues to check out and we'll see what happens again these next couple weeks. Uh, That's that that to me, that makes him an instant contender um, in what's shaping out to be kind of a weak NFC. So uh, I, I think that would be an interesting fit. Um, you know, of course, the teams like Indianapolis you know you needs a quarterback. We'll see how interested they are and, you know, where that
0: goes. Uh, but, but he, that's, All right, if you're, if you're Deshaun Watson, where do you want to go? How about that? I'll ask you
1: if, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I want to go to, I want to go to New Orleans or, or, yeah, or, or me Indy. Too. I would have wanted to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, but I want to go to New Orleans or Indy. I think those two teams are, are Super Bowl caliber contending type teams with a, an elite quarterback in place. And last time we saw Deshaun Watson, Vinny, he was lead. So yeah, do those two
0: make sense? Yeah, no doubt about it. I think the New Orleans Saints make a ton of sense and that would be very scary um, for the for the rest of the NFC and the and and the NFC South, uh, in in particular, um, Atlanta is a little bit intriguing uh, a, as well. Um, you know they've got new leadership. Um, yeah. You know uh, would it take Cowboys. them long? Yeah, exactly. And would it so it would it take it long uh, for them to get it back uh, together um, and and give him a chance? Uh, you know to 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 really uh, m- make a move at this stage of his career now. He, you, you mentioned, you know, there's still some legal or there's still some, um, you know, uh, offsets from uh, our carryover from what's been going on. At some point, the NFL is going to step in and I'm sure um, lay down some sort of a, uh, a suspension. And I think that's the, the you know, the, the big question for everybody is, number one, um, are you are you OK with just the implication of what happened, um, you know, in, in Houston, obviously, when a grand jury. Uh, doesn't um, you know elect to uh, to um, you know move forward on something. Uh, and dismisses the the, uh, the the criminal charges on an issue like this. It doesn't necessarily mean, doesn't establish true innocence or true true guilt. Right. So, right. Um, you know, we really don't know uh, what 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 happened, and um, you know, all of that type of stuff. And I don't know enough about it to really, you know, uh, you know, offer any kind of opinion or anything on that. But also, there's the civil suits now that are yep. out there. There's the public perception. So as a team, you have to. You know, think about all of those things and what it means with your fan base and, and everything uh, else in that regard. But then you also have to look at it from, is he going to be suspended for four, five, six five, six games uh, to start next season? Now, if I'm an owner and I sat down with uh, Deshaun Watson and I felt pretty good um, about what he was, you know, giving back to me. And then I did my due diligence in terms of, you know, checking into uh, some of the stuff, which I'm sure teams have already done because you have to act fast right now, uh, in a trade situation. Um, so you should have already done your homework, uh, into it to kind of get a understanding of what he was dealing with and what was really going on. But if you have a, if you can create a comfort level on that end of things, um, uh, Sam, I wouldn't necessarily look at that and, and you feel good about it, right? You feel sure. good. Okay. Um, we understand what happened or have a pretty good idea of what happened. We're we're confident in moving forward with Desha- Deshaun Watson. The six game suspension becomes not that it's meaningless to me, but I that wouldn't be the overriding factor. I'm looking at it from an organization for the next five years. Not Period. Three. Yes, right.
1: Yeah, kid's—I mean, he's 20, 26 years old still, right? Like, right. He's not thirty-six. His prime, in theory, hasn't even started. I don't even think. He, I mean, you could can, you could argue, Vinny, that he's two, three, four years away from his prime. He, he's. So yeah, that that's that's one thing that I think you have to consider. I think the, the suspension this season is is you know rather inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. But of course, Vinny again, again and like you so eloquently stated, all of that, all of this is contingent upon what what the league rules, what what these teams continue to learn about Deshaun Watson, where where things stand civilly. So there are of course a lot of moving parts. But if we're just talking from a from a, a football perspective, yeah, it's you. You throw the six games away. Whatever team you get the franchise quarterback in place, you're good. You're going to contend for a, a long time. And, and you know, from a football standpoint, he definitely fits that bill.
0: Yeah, and even you go get yourself a, uh, a quality, you know, backup quarterback. And if it's six games, you, you hope to get to about three and three maybe uh, after after those six games. Um, and now you're three and three in a 17-game schedule with Sean Watson uh, coming uh, coming over to, to help out. So um, that's how I would go. But, of course, you know, first and foremost is you have to get some sort of a uh, understanding handle on, on what was going on and what happened and whether or not. Um, you're okay with bringing that kind of element um, whatever it was uh, into your organization so uh, we'll see but I I would expect that something's going to happen here pretty soon uh, probably by the end of this week and uh, we'll definitely be talking about it uh, when we reconvene next week and until then um, you know, to Raider Nation, just just stay patient. Don't freak out. Uh, there's a long way to go. Uh, there's no game on Sunday. So, um, you know, uh, uh, let it let it play out. And I know that's, you know, kind of a cliche and people don't want to hear it, but just let it play out um, and see where you are uh, over in the next month or month and a half or so. Yep. Uh, and then if you want to freak out at that point, feel free uh, go ahead but I don't think now is the time I uh, just want to say thanks to Sam Gordon uh, as usual for uh, the great uh, um, you know information and uh, how he enlightened us uh, <laughs> thanks man. on uh, Vegas Station and 10 uh, thanks to Larry Muir our great pr- producer for always being flexible and making us sound good and getting us out on time and thank you to the listeners uh, we truly appreciate it and of course uh, thanks to Station Casinos STN Sports uh, and Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire until next week you guys have a good week uh, Um, Keep checking your phone because news is going to be dropping at any minute, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week.
1: Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign up locations across Las Vegas, so, download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.